So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. The Armstrong and Getty Show with my dad, Enzo Getty. Can I press that bad button? Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I have enormous testicles. This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C, seizing your A, dimly lit room deeper than the bowels. The Armstrong and Getty Communications Compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Number one Friday. I can't stand another stinking day of this garbage. I really can't. So I'm glad it's Friday. Number two, general manager. The investigators. Investigating the investigators. Who will watch the watchers? But who will investigate them? Isn't that a Latin or an old Latin saying for that? Who yes. Will, who will watch the watchers? That is Something correct, like sir. That. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. Music loud, this is a show, we're putting on a show here, come on, show business people, we're on stage, we're trying to get people excited, who's following us, this is going to be a good time, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, his, his exhortations seem a little desperate to me, I'm going to sit back and wait with the audience, we've got plate spinning, we got dogs chasing frisbees, you got a dog spinning a plate, I'll watch that, we got dogs spinning, <laughs> I'll follow you David Crash. I'm going to spin dogs on a stick. That's right. And those dogs will be spinning the plates like the investigators investigating the investigating thing. Anywho. So much to talk about. Actually, I really, really wish the OJ thing hadn't happened when we got off the air. We ended up watching it at 10 o'clock for like an hour. It was pretty interesting, really. Uh, it, it was. It was OJ-rific, 
And it was also just interesting as, you know, a, 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 a part of the penal system, watching that unfold. Yeah, what does I, uh... it look like when you got a dangerous felon? Who says, I really want to get out on the streets? What sort of grilling do they put them through? I thank God I've never been through a uh, one of those hearings to see if I get out of jail. Now there's still time. I know. Yeah, unfortunately Yet. there is. Right. I know people that have, and uh, so that's what the process looks like. Hmm, we'll have to talk about that. It's part of studying the world. Study the world. Uh, yes, yes. Study it. Study the world. Study the world. Wow, I'm looking at this. OJ's on the front page of the USA Today, third day in a row? Maybe the fourth day in a row. But I know it's the third day in a row. OJ on the front page of the USA, the biggest story in the country, three days in a row, is OJ Simpson. Isn't that extraordinary? On a minor crime, really, in terms of national significance or the sort of thing you would pay attention to. Well, frankly, the the turning him loose, I don't think he'll be of any significance either. But. Right. Well, for reasons we will discuss. Absolutely. Let's uh, introduce everybody on the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, spinning dogs. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. I was enjoying OJ's testimony, and two things I learned from him is, one, he's led a conflict-free life, and That's he's correct. never pulled a weapon on anybody. That's right. So I'm just picturing the Goldman family watching this. As oh, boy. He says, I've led a conflict-free life, you know? Well, I, I think they've probably lost their capacity to be amazed by his dishonesty. Do you think he just lies to himself, though? I mean, that's, the, that's what everybody wants to know. Well, the, the, the interesting Vince thing. Vince with the command. The interesting thing, Vincent, says you dismiss it. Of course, you dismiss everything. Command. No, but, he's, uh, he's supporting it. You you believe he's he he in his mind knows he did it and just and puts on an act. I think he doesn't think he did it. I think he's in full delusion land. I would agree. Yeah, I I think he has achieved that psychological state that that people do sometimes that they repeat a lie over and over enough. Uh, that they don't believe it, or they believe the lie. Usually on more minor things than that. But it, it might be such a giant thing that if he were to accept it, he'd he'd fall apart. He'd kill himself or, or, or be unable to function. That'd be fine. Well, yeah, it would be fine. But in terms of your own brain's protective mechanism, mm. um, you might not be able to accept that you did that. It's pretty awful. Uh, uh, there's Positive Sean, who smile lights up the room, our assistant executive producer. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I saw the movie Dunkirk last night. Ah, excellent. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. It is, it is beautiful. It is, uh, I saw it in the full 70 millimeter projection as it was meant to be seen. None of this 35 millimeter crap. Uh, and it was, uh, it was beautiful. This will, this is already, this is the front runner to, to win everything at the, the awards this year. This is the, the picture I've seen that is most likely to win best picture, uh, as well as a ton of other technical achievement style, I gotta figure uh, awards. out awards. I gotta figure out how I could possibly get to that, but I just, I just don't know how that could ever happen in my life. It uh, is, uh, yeah, it, it's beautiful. It has a surprisingly little to, I would say almost no actual dialogue as you would typically assign in a movie. Um, it's, so it's a silent film? Kind of. I mean, there's a lot of... <laughs> like, like 90% of the, the talking is kind of... It's not clearly mic'd up. It's, hey, we got to get over it. You know, it's just people kind of interacting in the chaos of being on a stranded beach during wartime. So it's not, for instance, like the horrible uh, pile of garbage that was Pearl Harbor. 
Right. Which could have been a similar film. Right. There's no. But instead was Ben Affleck delivering <laughs> wooden dialogue. Right. There's no people say, oh, me and my girl back home, we got plans. And you know, that guy's not making it, right? It was just. Right. Yeah. It was a very effective kind of portrayal right. of, you know, war is brutal wow. and unforgiving. Now and I want to go. Yeah, it was, me too. Everyone was, wants to know how was uh, One Direction's Harry Styles in his film debut. I couldn't tell you what character he played. That's a good thing. Yeah. That, that's a good thing. Yeah, I have no he, idea which which role he you was. You don't in want the movie. it to stand out where he walks out and says, "Hey, what are you doing? I've got a song for you, gentlemen." <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> sure and like there's, <laughs> there's practically uh, no leads in this. Like, I don't know who the lead actor would be. It's all it's all very wow. much just an exercise in the the brutality of war. It is it is wow. a really interesting movie. I'm, like, I'm hooked. I like Harry Styles on the beach, dressed the way he dresses now, with his little boots and his hair and everything <laughs> like that, singing a song to the troops. Well, I'd love to be home with my girl. <laughs> Wow, I've never heard that song before. <laughs> it's a new one. <laughs> There's Vincent, our senior executive producer, wearing glasses today. Looks very smart. How are you, Vincent? Yeah, my mouth is uh, gauze-free today, Jack and Joe, so I will be talking more on the show today. I know a lot <laughs> oh, of people boy. missed me yesterday. I missed me, too. But uh, I was going through, because uh, my dentist, who yanked my tooth on Wednesday, I was going through the new patient form I had to fill out, and this is where they try to fill out, they find out your uh, health history and they list like a bunch of, well, in this case, it's 82 different conditions. And they say, and you have to check yes or no under them. And I don't know about you, but I just blindly check no to all of them because I want to save time. And I don't need these medical professionals all up in my business. But uh, the top four, I thought, from uh, have you had or do you currently have, uh, number four and a regular heartbeat, well... When I see Joe Getty in dolphin shorts, but not right now. I'm right, Joe. Oh, you're too kind. Uh, the number three, have you had or do you currently have infectious mononucleos- mononucleosis? No, but thank you for the band name. Uh, have you had or do you currently have abnormal bleeding? Uh, no, I think I bleed normally. Every once in a while, it gets out of control with rubbing alcohol, etc. Uh, and finally, uh, have you had or do you currently have depression? Well, I was feeling a bit melancholy and listening to Taylor Swift's style on repeat earlier this morning, but <laughs> thanks for bringing it up. <laughs> thanks for bringing it up. Right. Wow. I think I bleed perfectly normally. I cut myself and it oozes out. I think that's the way it's supposed Yikes. to work. It's red. That's what it's supposed to be, right? <laughs> exactly. and, then, and then I try to stop it. There is Marsha Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marsha? I'm doing very well. Watched the OJ parole hearing at the Ravens Social and Athletic Club yesterday. Boy, i got to tell you, it was lively. The crowd's comments flying fast and furious, with most yelling, OJ, stop talking. Don't yeah. keep yeah. saying you're the victim. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just say you're sorry. Say uh, you won't do it again. You know, those, those parole folks. They knew they had to turn him loose because the whole world agreed for what he did. He served a hell of a lot of time. I'll bet they were sitting there thinking, you know, I'd really like to keep this guy in jail. Is he going to really, really like to stick it to him? Is he really going to give us the opportunity to keep him in here? Yeah, yeah no kidding. He's, you're making it harder and harder, harder you, and harder. You're going to blame everybody yeah. else, right? At this hearing, did yeah. you? Did, did, did you just say you've never pulled a weapon on anybody? <laughs> oh, boy, you're making this hard. <laughs> and when I left before the parole board's decision, most of the smart money thought O.J. had just talked himself out of parole. It the, really the, did. It had to be, at least in the back of their mind, I don't think this guy gets it yet. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they let him go. He's a fat old man. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is 
Friday, July 21st, year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, here's the beginning of the show now, officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. There's business to do, and let's do it at Mark. I'm not a guy who lived a criminal life. I've always tried to be a good soldier, and uh, I, 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 I had no problem, none whatsoever, uh, in living with those conditions. There you go. Assuming he did what most people think he did, you'd have to have like some sort of psychic break where that goes away, right? Otherwise, that image in your mind all the time oh, would of make the you actual, crazy. Yeah. No, I think uh, I think you clearly block that out of your mind. You the actual to. visual images of what you've done. It's interesting. His daughter was there at the hearing supporting him. Yeah. They think he didn't do it. Right. Apparently. Right. Uh, speaking of delusion. But, uh, you know, I don't know. I've never had to live with something that horrifying. (sighs) Never underestimate the power of denial. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's a protective mechanism. It it helps us survive. Uh, What are other headlines, Marsha Phillips? Well, pulling out all the stops, the White House now investigating Russian investigators. OJ, as we told you, winning parole and Tesla entrepreneur Elon Musk's revolutionary hyperloop. A lot closer to reality. Stories coming up 635. Positive Sean. Yes. If I'm able to deny the power of denial, have I proved your point or disproved it? Yeah. You just blew my mind, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Huh? How does the mailbag look? Oh, it's great. It's funny. It's it's lighthearted. It's, it's, it's just terrific. Awesome. So all that's coming up. Hope you can stay here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Stays right. We're obsessed as a country. It's disturbing. Alan Dershowitz of the Dream Team is on Fox talking about... I, I walk I walk in and Fox is on, and Alan Dershowitz... He's talking about the uh, investigation, Robert Mueller, right? Yeah. Alan Dershowitz is on there saying... And, then when, when, and, and, and he's saying, and when O.J. tried on that glove <laughs> and the jury's on, I thought, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. You've got to be kidding. Wow. But Alan Dershowitz said, now you know why we didn't put OJ on the stand. Oh, boy. That's All pretty right. good. That was worth the price of admission. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He said a lot of people said, you got to put him on the stand. He's charming. He said, no. No, he's not nearly as good a liar as he thinks he is. Mailbag has to wait for a moment, Michael, until we take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. I go on my Twitter and I see people saying, you look like you have AIDS. You should go die. I'm not being brainwashed or anything like that. Never been feeling hostage or anything like that in that nature. And a souvenir for Chris Christie. Are you kidding me? Nice to see him get from the beach here to the ballpark. <laughs> yeah! We're going to talk about this, you punk! You f- I have enormous testicles. It's unusual now I'm meeting you as a woman after meeting you as a man. It's extremely unfair, and that's a mild word to the president. God knows how this ends, not me. But I do know this. This disease has never had a more worthy opponent. We love this job, we love this department, and I plan to continue to do so as long as uh, that is appropriate. Four hands, 
bunch of gold are always cold, but a woman's hands are... It's a pretty song. I've never heard it before. It's a new one. <laughs> We're releasing it Friday. <laughs> The video to follow. <laughs> and we're announcing a tour of every hamlet and shire within a horse's day's ride. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> eh, mailbag. The subject matter here from uh, CP is too much Armstrong and Getty. Uh, this is after a long Skype with my wife where she was telling me about her thought process. Uh, wife said, just typing out loud, LOL. And he replies, typing out loud is the name of my new indie funk band. We're an emo band with a heavy bass line. She replies, oh my God. <laughs> typing out loud. That is pretty good. Uh, K-Y-I-M-V, keep asserting yourself into my vernacular. That's CP. <laughs> Thank you for the note, sir. On the topic of the New York Times, well, see, this is nice. This is nice bipartisan reaching out from uh, Chris. And, uh, well, he says, the president sounds like maybe not so much an idiot, but maybe just someone who smoked some really strong meth. Wow. wow. So that is a charitable bipartisan yeah. assessment of the president. That's Chris in meth-infested Santa. Santa what, Chris? There's like, or is that a nickname for... Santa Cruz? Do they just call it Santa or Santa Barbara or Santa Clara? Santa Clara, Santa 100 different Santa things. Claus. I don't know if you're new to the West, but we have a lot of Spanish names out here. Speak English! I refer to anything that's Santa as Saint. I refer to Santa Cruz as Saint Cruz. Okay. Because I'm the English first guy. Huh? It's a good stance. The Angels. I want to go to The Angels. I'll say that over and over again until people figure out I'm talking about L.A. Huh? All right. Old man Fred weighing in as he often does. Guys, Orenthal will be free at last, free at last. Guys, get the white folk are getting ready to riot clip. Do we have that handy? I wonder if the white people of Brentwood, Beverly Hills, and Malibu will be rioting because of the decision. Probably not. It's a white privilege thing, I guess. White lives don't matter. Right side of his release, he will be living in Florida. That's a perfect recipe for disaster. I'm telling you, white folk are ready to riot! OJ in Florida does have great potential. Although he said if he can't find a house in Florida, he's going to live with his sister in Sacramento, California. That's right. So that's Boy, a that'd be exciting for Sacramentans, huh? Mm-hmm. Certainly, uh, folks in that fine region, if you'd like to uh, weigh in via text... As to uh, things you might say or shout at OJ, 415-295-KFTC. Oh, juice. Oh, juice. <laughs> you want to go Welcome to, a... to Sacramento, juice. You want to go to a Kings game, juice? <laughs> I wouldn't shout anything at OJ if I saw him. 415-295-KFTC. Why not? It's like he's not really the juice anymore. <laughs> I, think, I think why is a better question. Cowardice is why not. <laughs> okay. I think, you, I think we as a society need to stand up against double homicides. Jack disagrees. Perhaps you would like to label the podcast segment, Jack is soft on double homicides. Wow. Now, I suggested unicorn rides for uh, for the, the folks of Seattle instead of yet another failed bike sharing program. And uh, Suzanne writes, Joseph Milton Getty, don't be ridiculous. 
Um, that'd be cool if my middle name were Milton after Milton Friedman. Sure. Per- perhaps. Uh, unicorn rides is a method of getting around an urban area. Everybody knows a Pegasus is a much more sensible beast for that purpose. Then this from uh, Mike, former Californian. <clears throat> Gentlemen, I work downtown Seattle near Pike's Market and the waterfront. All those sudden, uh, all of a sudden, those lime green bike shears started showing up. They're just up and down the sidewalk. So now they're in an obstacle to walk around even more so than the tourists. Why will this one work when the others just failed? Uh, uh, it won't 300 days a year here in the rain. Every direction is uphill. And mostly I don't want to. Okay. And the the I don't want to is the difficult uh, nut to crack. A lot of people aren't going to ride a bike. They just aren't. Well, well right. Yeah. Um, especially if they have to figure out the system and returning it, et cetera. We've had a, a couple of people weigh in and say that they had that on their college campus and it worked out really well. I can right. absolutely picture sure. that. Or, Jack, you mentioned yesterday the, the campus of, was it Google? Yeah. Yeah, if you have, you know, a campus and, and a unified group of people and the ability to get the word out to them and, and the rules, et cetera, I, I could see that working. I wish we'd had it in college because I was a, went to school at a huge, sprawling campus and had to walk my feet off, which is probably the only thing that kept the freshman 15 so you from turning into the freshman 30. So you're saying you wish you'd gotten less exercise in college? Yes. Yes. Well, a hot summer day in central Illinois, if you've got to walk like a mile and a half and in uh, five minutes, woo, woo, you get there pretty soaked. I don't look back on any portion of my life and wish I'd gotten less exercise. Yeah, it's hard Who to knows? argue with that point. Who knows <laughs> where I'd be today? On the cheery, cheery topic of opium addiction, this is, um, can I say this? We'll say Al Anonymous. Hey, guys, listen to you every morning so I can hear some common sense. Well, thank you. This opium heroin addiction thing and the help from D.C. is total BS. What do they know about it? Nothing, as usual. Once a junkie, always a junkie. My sister was a heroin addict from age 14 until her death at age 52. $200 to $300 a day, and it didn't take a government handout. She did it the old-fashioned way. Pretty girl with a bad drug problem. Figure it out. Yeah. The best thing that could have ever happened to her is if she had OD'd the very first time. I grew up watching it and being an Italian fisherman here... She was not the only heroin addict I dealt with on a daily basis. What is an Italian fisherman? I, I, I missed that reference completely. I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, none of them made it just a lifetime of misery for everyone involved. This help from the government is just a money train for themselves and their friends. Want to go? Want help to go after doctors? It's wrong for them to make lifetime customers. The doctors and drug companies caused this latest problem, not the customers. They are the problem. We got another note from a guy who says, I had a friend in high school. He was totally, he was on everything. Uh, every drug and alcohol in the world. Went to rehab, got clean. Now he's living a beautiful life. Yeah, he's he would be the exception. Yeah. Uh, that Once a junkie, always a junkie sounds really harsh and... Uh, and uh... You know, giving up on a problem or whatever. I'll bet that is true. I don't, I wouldn't have any idea, but I would. I'll bet it's true at least two thirds of the time. Once a junkie, always a junkie. Maybe much higher. I don't know. I would like to hear those statistics. Are, are we talking opioid addiction in specifically, or yeah. just yeah. all of them? Yeah. I mean, because I, I f- the hardcore. I would stuff. assume, yeah, heroin's different than than potheads, for instance. But great note here from Phil in San Francisco. We'll get to it eventually. You really don't have time right now. I bet that's true most of the time, which is, uh, you know, a reality I don't think a lot of people want to deal with. Right. And where does that leave us? I don't know. As we were discussing yesterday. No idea. Do we accept the general premise there is a limit to how much we will spend on a junkie? Or or do we not accept that premise? Currently, we don't. Right. I think that's a mistake.
Uh, Marshall's got his news coming up. We're going to talk about so many different things. OJ also. Um, really interesting. Why is it such a huge cultural phenomenon? Why? Juice. Why are you so popular, Juice? How can it be we have so much fun with it, Juice? When you think about what you did to get super famous, Juice. Yeah. Yeah. Geraldo Rivera. Geraldo Rivera made that point yesterday. We'll talk about that, too, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So we were talking last week about how cable news channels go crazy with various stories and how low their ratings actually are. There are very, very few people that watch these channels and discuss this stuff. And, and the it, desperation to attract eyes and ears it, is uh, feverish. It doesn't reflect real life and what real people are talking about. I, uh, I couch that also with the, um, the idea that the story you're about to hear is from, in many cases, a source, uh, one source, and that James Comey testified under oath that he regularly sees stories in the paper, right. the Washington Post and the New York, New York Times, that are complete bunk. Right. Because the people who know aren't talking and the people who are talking don't know. Mm. Keep all that in mind as I go to Marsha Phillips in the news. It is being reported President Trump's lawyers are looking into ways they may be able to derail the special counsel's Russia investigation. Which they may be, but they very well, very well may not, based on what I just said. The Washington Post says Trump's exploring his powers to pardon aides, family members, and even himself as a way to beat Robert Mueller's investigation. Post reporter Rosalind Helderman. Our understanding is that the president has been exploring his legal option. It's not that he is rushing to pardon himself anytime soon, but he wants to understand better what the law allows and under what conditions a president can pardon others and could even pardon himself. And this is getting all the attention. This is from a person who reported this. And secondly, I thought NPR handled it very fairly this morning, saying... Isn't this, isn't this like the military having a contingency plan for invading Canada? You just you come up with every possible explanation or everything that could possibly happen. As a lawyer, that's what you do. Well, it doesn't not only mean that, anything. Given Rosalind Helderman's uh, description there, it yeah. seems like a fairly reasonable thing to do. And it seems to be the opposite of what Trump is often criticized for. Lack of curiosity or lack, you know, granted it's self-serving in this case, but so I call it a non-story, but I just get pissed off. I get so tired of ass source being discussed in all the Beltway intelligentsia as if it's a giant deal. And then it turns out to be true sometimes. Sometimes it's not. (laughs) Well, and it's so weak. What's the point of these conversations? He said to be asking questions about what the law is. Okay, great. Good. I'm already done flapping my gums about it. Gum flapper. Barring any last-minute snafus, O.J. Simpson's going to be walking out of prison a free man in about three months. A four-member parole panel granting him parole on Thursday. Mr. Simpson, I do vote to grant parole when eligible, and that will conclude this hearing. Thank you. Then he sounds spikes fierce. a football. So, <laughs> sounds like you're getting parole, Juice. Yeah, despite, juice, juice. Despite the fact that he needed to tell the entire story beginning to end yeah. for some reason, including all the things everybody else did wrong, <laughs> why did he feel like he needed to do that at his parole hearing? I can't imagine. Well, the guy asked, what were you thinking that day? Well, and then he told the whole story yes. in a very self-serving way. Yeah. Of course. You know. During the hearing, O.J. did point out he's not caused any problems while he's been in jail and in his mind. I've always thought I was, I've been pretty good with people, and uh, I've 
basically has spent a conflict-free life. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not a guy that ever got into fights on the street and uh, with the public and everybody. Uh, right. You didn't get in a fight in public or with the public on the street. I'll grant you that, other than that road rage thing. It's like he's not really the juice anymore. <laughs> you know. I think it makes it more interesting if you believe he killed those people because he has lived a pretty conflict-free life, and he did that. You know, so that can be in more or less law-abiding citizens juice. As, as an outlier in your life, which is really disturbing. Right, sure. I think we've all done odd things maybe once in our lives and can say, you know, I really I, I, I don't do that generally. And that's true. Right. Yeah. Hey, uh, now perhaps now would be a nice time for that little clip I asked you for, Vincent. Do you mind uh, firing that up? A certain uh, controversial cop who may or may not be racist, but has a comment on what he heard. Mark Furman, what do you make of what O.J. Simpson said today? Well, Tucker, what's interesting is uh, almost everything he said was uh, either a partial lie or a lie. He beats women. Uh, he was actually prosecuted for beating Nicole, so he's been in several fights, but he beats up women. Uh, he had a weapon in the in the Bronco with AC Cowlings. Uh, he threatened to kill himself. He actually uh, was uh, yeah, partially, probably holding AC Cowlings hostage in that situation. Uh, he actually told the two men in Las Vegas to bring guns. Uh, so he knew full well that they had guns, and they were going to probably brandish them, if not more. The property that he says was his was all given back to the victim. And I know both of these facts because I talked to the very detective that handled this case right. today. Keep that in mind about OJ. He sees everything through a very, very self-serving lens. Mm. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Anybody notice that he had the exact same body posture, body movement when she announced he was getting out as he did when they announced he wasn't uh, guilty of the murders? He did the exact same facial expression, shoulder thing. Everything was exactly the same. And did anybody notice how quickly he went to rage when they said something he disagreed with or thought wasn't fair? Visibly Physically enraged and fighting to hold himself back. Please. Try not to murder anybody, you fat old freak. Wow. Joe Getty. Not said a fan. what I said. Not not himself. I'll say it again. Not a fan of O.J. Simpson. Please. He butchered two young people. Um. So we got more on that and other stuff on the way. We got it. I don't know. I can't believe O.J. Simpson's on the front page USA Today for the third day in a row. Joe, man. What does that say about us? Uh, I'm not sure we're a healthy society. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sneaking up on us. You got kids. Joe, yeah. What the hell? Factors into what I'm about to say. Coincidentally. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, well, it's, what is it? It's, it's clearly the 19th. Is it the 19th or is it, it the is 20th? It is not. It's the 21st. It's the 21st. Note to self, reset watch once in a while. <laughs> Certainly every six months. You know, it's funny. I'm uh, in the midst of a couple of text exchanges with my kids when I should be working. Um, 
First of all, uh, you know, our, they they should want you to be working. Yeah, no kidding. Um, our theme being um, sweet, sensitive people. Uh, my son weighing in on. Uh, oh, there's another text from my daughter. My son weighing in on the uh, death of Chester Bennington of the Lincoln Park Band uh, in very eloquent and, and moving fashion. Uh, it's a really sad story. He was a beautiful guy and an amazingly talented guy, but it just had demons, you know, as we'd have said in the old days, or emotional problems, mental illness that he just could not wrestle down. And it's just, it's awful. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he had access to whatever help there's access to, because uh, he'd been very frank through the years about his issues and his struggles and the rest of it and his self-medicating and the rest of it. It's just, you know, God, if I were emperor, I wish there was something... You know, I could just wave my magic wand. Evidently, I'm a magic emperor in this scenario. But what is it? What will it take? Is there anything that can be done for a guy like that? Should Had there, everything going for him. Should there, yet was so sad he couldn't keep living. Should there be something for everyone like that? I don't know. Or is, is everyone who, who wants to kill themselves, uh, by definition, wrong? Well, this this goes back to kind of a theory or something that I've, I'm trying to apply a lot of things. I, I wonder if the very same thing that it allowed him to tap into the Absolutely. emotions of pain and hurt and yes. express those on stage. That meant so much to so many people. Right. Yeah. Are the exact same things that led to this unfortunate end to, to his story. And ultimately, if he could like get a 30,000 foot view of it as him from above years from now, would you prefer this short life to not having those emotions but not being that person? Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's sad. But anyway, uh, the, so there's that. The most succinct uh, kind of summary I heard of it, it was he was a man who taught his fans how to mourn his loss. The wow. loss of him. That's heavy, man. Yeah. That's a little uh, much. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. It's, it's uh, I don't know. Uh, That's and then too much. The other thing is uh, my, my daughter, Lil D, is at this very moment finding her seat on an aeroplane. Uh, her her big graduation. Well, I'll I'll set up the story like this, and and I've told it briefly before, but she did a uh, uh, like a foreign exchange educational trip because uh, she's crazy into like international relations and constitution stuff like that, and so we signed her up for a deal where she did a tour and met with various members of parliament of European countries a while back. It was really a great program. It was it was you know an educational thing, um, and she spent three days with a host family as part of it. And at the end of the, the three days, she and they had bonded so much that everybody cried like their beloved daughter was going off to war or something. It was really quite a, exceptional. And um, so now well, cut to the, the end of the story. They've adopted her. Right. And she's now their child. Well, she saw a better uh, offer and she took it. I, I can only respect that. No. So she <coughs> she vowed to come back and see them again. So her graduation present was to uh, fly back to the land of my birth, Italy, um, to to see her host family again. So she's going to spend a couple of weeks there with them by the seaside and and, and, and doing Italy, which is really cool. Um, God, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, uh, I know some of you are thinking, oh, listen to the one, one percenter thing. But uh, number one, it's her graduation present. Number two, we just flew over there and gave her a little walking around money. We got a great fare. You can go to Europe cheap now for whatever reason. Uh, and so she's just going to kick around with family, but uh, she's kind of melancholy and sad and stressed because she only has a few weeks left till she starts college. So she's excited about that, but she's leaving her friends behind, mm-hmm. and she has limited time with them, and she'll miss us, blah, blah, blah. So we're texting back and forth, and I'm uh, 
I'm trying to, you know, recognize her her stress and yet tell her because I've felt this before. You're feeling kind of gut wrenched and stressed and weirded out and worried about what you're leaving behind till the moment the plane's in the air. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Now I remember what I'm doing. And as I told her, and I wish I could use all the words I used in the text, but one of them is a bad word. It rhymes with duck. Pretty soon you'll be over that. To your teenage daughter. You dropped an F-bomb. Yeah. Okay. Semi-frequently. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. We talk about the world. With F-bombs. We talk about people around the world. You talk about the F-bombs. We talk about the world. (laughs) We talk about war and famine and politics. I can talk about war war all day long and never use an F-word. We have what I would describe (laughs) as... What the F are you talking about, then? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, F-U. That's what I say to that, Polly Purebred. Um... No, we have a an adult relationship. Um, anyway, as I said to her, pretty soon you'll be over the stress versus excitement hump and be zooming down the hill of adventure into the beautiful valley of, oh, F it, this metaphor is over, which she appreciated it. <laughs> um, and uh, she's uh, going to read Hillbilly Elegy on the plane. There you go. By J.D. Vance. Some light reading. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be great. It's the perfect read for her. She's a very smart kid. Anyway. See, I would have just said, travels. hope the fat guy doesn't sit next to you. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> hope a, that's beautiful, Michael. Hope a fat guy. Hope a smelly person. <laughs> hope a person with a wet cough doesn't sit. Oh. oh, when my mom and dad and my, my brother and his family were in town, we went to a museum. And it was the kind of museum where you go and there's an introductory film. To kind of set up the experience, which I love. Because, A, you get to sit down for a while. <laughs> and I'm a guy who enjoys reclining. Um, and, and number two, they're usually pretty well done. So we, we picked the seat. I mean, the, the, the theater was 10% full. 10% full. We sit down right behind some people. The lights go down. This guy unleashes a cough that sounded like he was in the final days of tuberculosis. Oh, my God. I mean, like, to in in gather around the bedside. It was the most horrifying, unhealthy cough I've heard in years. So I'm just waiting. It's growing inside me. I suppose we'll weigh in on the stories of the day uh, again at some point. Also, Joe dropped a yeah, no, Vincent. you got to get what? on that. You're listening no, to the Armstrong not. and Getty Show. <laughs> 